All right, welcome back. Um, we're going to be focusing now on the National Assembly. We are talking earlier about you know this agency that's been proposed for the de-radicalization de and integration of uh, insurgents in Nigeria. Have you with me, Fola Daniel? Thanks for being here today. Um, first of all, your thoughts on this on the National Assembly introducing this? I know I think it's a senator who did this. We don't know if the entire Senate is going to be a part of you know in support okay. of this because it's just uh, the first reading that that's that we've gone through so far. Um, what are your thoughts on this agency? First of all, I think that. <coughs> it is coming at the wrong time. Even though it may not be completely wrong, it's coming at the wrong time because there are victims of Boko Haram who are still, who still haven't gotten over the activities of Boko Haram or the impact of Boko Haram on their lives. There are some of them who are still living in several camps. Many of them are trying to resettle into the society. So if you're not talking about de-radicalization for the people who caused those grievous pains that they're going through. What then happens to the people who were the victims of their activities? Because you have not resettled the victims. So you're not talking about de-radicalizing the people who perpetrated those heinous crimes on the Nigerian state. So we, I think that even if we're going to talk about de-radicalization, it's the wrong time. As we speak, there are people who are still being killed. There are routes on Nigerian roads that you cannot use right now. There are people who still live in fear. There are communities that are unsafe. The people know they're unsafe. Even the military men will not go there. Or they go there at some point, exit at certain times. So it's about the wrong time to introduce de-radicalization. Like, like I asked my, my last guest, Nabli, I mean, isn't this sort of an incentive then to get these other people off doing what they're doing? I mean, if, you, if you're doing this, perpetrating this heinous crime, you find out, oh, my guy who was here with me before okay. has left me, a government mm -hmm. has embraced him. Isn't that some sort of mental way of saying, okay, to, to start with, I think that we'll be delusional to think that it's an incentive for anybody who has been indoctrinated indoctrinated emphasis on that indoctrination because they've gone through a process and the incentive on the part of Boko Haram is a lot. government cannot match whatever incentive those guys are given quote me anywhere I mean how do you match the incentive for someone who accepted to kill himself someone who accepted that you strip a bomb to yourself you know you're going to die and they're asking you to go and kill some people and you accept it what kind of incentive do you think that person has been given that a government can match so the de-radicalization is also going to take a while. And if government is not consistent, which is most likely going to happen, because in another three years, this government will be out of power. Another government will come in. We don't know what will happen. So if there is no consistency with the party, and there's another party, the other party will not continue with the de-radicalization. So what happens to that person? It's easy for that person to go back and start blowing places off. So I, I think what should happen is not de-radicalization right now. Looking at the Senate, do you yeah. think this is going to pass? I doubt if it will, because we, we don't just have the Northern representatives in the Senate. There are people, for, for a start, Ali Ndume is already against it. And Ali Ndume is, in, is from the North, and he is also a core Northerner in the Senate. So if Ali Ndume is already against it, I, I expect that the senators from Borono will speak up against it as well, because it's probably the hardest hit state as far as the Boko Haram issue is concerned. So it's not going to pass, even amongst the Northerners, not to now talk about the Southwest or the South South Caucus. Still sticking with the National Assembly now and moving away from security or the lack of it. Um, on the 5th of February, I believe, there was uh, things hit the news that they were going to be buying new cars for members of the National Assembly. Um, 
that in itself by a lot of Nigerians mm. was why do we have to buy a new car for everybody every time there's uh, a, a new, a new um, National Assembly in place but even more curious for a lot of people was the fact that this government is one that's been you know proudly pushing the buy Nigerian campaign everybody should buy Nigerian whatever it is you're doing which is why a lot of our borders are closed because they're trying to mm. grow the market yeah, yeah. we have car manufacturers but none of them, none of the, <laughs> okay, none so of what we saw said they were going to be buying cars made here. What, what were your thoughts on that? It, it's appalling to hear that, first of all, we're buying new cars. I think that when people can hardly go to bed with good meals, the Nigerian representatives are talking about buying cars. I think that when people cannot pay school fees, there are people who are going to sit at home because they, they cannot afford the jam fee, which is probably less than 6,000 naira. There are people who are not going to write work in May because they cannot afford the fee, it's less than 20,000 naira. There are people who are not going to go to university this year because they cannot pay the fees. In a federal university, you're, you're paying suddenly less than 50,000 naira. Some state universities have gone as high as 250,000 naira. So there are people who cannot afford good education in Nigeria. And the only thing the National Assembly can be talking about is buying cars. That's very, very annoying. But let's go away from that now. Come back to the cars. The question is, what happened to the cars that the previous senators used? These cars are supposed to be official cars. So if they're official cars, why are they not dropping them? So this is one of the ways in which they are already paying themselves even before leaving office. Because once the tenure ends, they go away with the cars. That's why we keep buying cars every four years. So what we need to do is, first of all, like some of the state governments are doing, when they come into power, they chase all the government officials who went away with government cars. Bring them back so you don't have to buy new cars. All the senators, all the members of the House of Rep who had an official car in the last administration, what happened to those cars? Did you give it to them? You, did you specify that you were giving them the cars? Or did you say that it was an official car? So if it was given them, would they need to change the framework? We can't, be, we can't afford to give you cars. We already, give you, we already gave you the kind of lifestyle that we cannot even afford. You're talking about people who even left office, but a good number of the members of National are Assembly are back in the National Assembly, the National and they're going Assembly. to get another car. So the question is, if they're in the National Assembly, got a car in the last administration, why do they want another car? So those are things we need to stop. And I've, I feel that that's one of the reasons that should get Nigerians on the streets. These are the things we should be protesting. We, nobody should even talk about buying another car. There's, people see you know, things like this, and I've, people have always said that Nigerians almost react in the opposite way that, that they should. So you see your government officials leaving well pretty much. And the reaction is instead of you know, calling them out, the reaction is, oh, I want to be that someday. Okay. How do we shift that? It, it, okay, so what we have to do is to first of all stop this kind of lifestyle. Because if you don't stop this lifestyle, too many people will keep looking forward to becoming politicians so that they can live like, like someone said recently, he said the number of people who are waiting to steal are more than those who are already stealing. So the reason people who are more than, I mean, the people who are waiting to steal are more than those who are already stealing is because they've seen it as, I mean, politics to them is escape through from poverty. So just do all you can, get into politics, and that's it. You are made forever. We need to take that mentality out. If you don't take that mentality out, it will continue this but way. But who's going to do it? Because the truth is, it's what, what they're I. doing is not illegal, yeah. right? And everybody who goes in there is going to want to get their own share. So who's really going to change and make this thing illegal? It is illegal, legally not illegal, yeah. but morally illegal. Legally not illegal because <laughs> within the ambits of the law, they are permitted to do so. But they are insensitive and that's the, I mean, that, that's not what any sensible lawmaker should be thinking about. 
to be thinking of buying a car when there are people on the streets, there are people on the bridge. Look at the kind of traffic we're experiencing all over the cities. Why are we experiencing this traffic? It's simply because we don't have infrastructure. If you have proper infrastructure, if trains are working, if there's electricity, consistent electricity, which costs us nothing, you would not be thinking of buying another car. You'll be able to use the public buses. Prime ministers, presidents are using public buses in other cities. They jump the train to work. Mention the functional train in Abuja that a senator or a member of the House of Rep can jump to work or a minister can follow to work. You said people should speak up. What does speak up mean? Because some people tell you, well, we're speaking about up, it. protesting, There's speaking up to make day. sure that we stop it. Not just, not just social media speaking up. There are social media lions. There are social media cougars and tigers who just speak up on social media and don't make any effect. Let's go to the nationalists. There are so many young people living in, living in Abuja. Those of us in Lagos don't even have to go anywhere. Except if the issue is going to be debated in Lagos. Our young people in Abuja alone, let them storm the streets. Let them storm the National Assembly on a daily basis. We know some of these senators. Some of them are related to some of us. Let's keep disturbing. Let's bombard their mobile phones. What does this do for the, like I said, the Biden-Nigeria policy that the president has you know, proudly tried to push? Okay, so we're on different cases now. The first is buying a car. The other is they are also refusing to buy a Nigerian-made car. To start with, I think they shouldn't buy a car. But if they would buy a car at all, I would make a policy if I were the president to say that nobody in government should buy any car that is more expensive than anything, seven, anything above 7 million naira. Nobody. If you're a government official, if you need a car that is more than 7 million naira, go and buy it yourself. However, if you're going to buy a car and it's compulsory to buy it for them, then buy something made in Nigeria. You know what's going to do? Imagine buying a car for all the 306 or so Senate, uh, members of the House of Reps, 360, then 109 senators. That is definitely something because some people in an assembly plant put all those cars together. Now, if there is regular demand, let's say all the ministries, all the agencies of federal government are going to buy cars that are made in Nigeria, you know what will force that car manufacturer to do? They will be forced to have an assembly plant in Abuja. The assembly plant, according to them, currently employs maybe about five to 6,000 people. So to put another assembly plant in Abuja, it means that automatically you're talking about about 6,000 jobs just because you're buying cars. So if you're going to buy across the country, the Lagos, the Southwest Governors, South, South, Southeast Governors, automatically we're talking about at least one assembly plant in each geopolitical zone. Should the president lead by example? Is it I think he should. Is it possible? I, it is. It is. He should buy a car made in Nigeria or assembled in Nigeria. The vice president should use a car made in Nigeria. All their aides, all their political appointees, all the ministers, all the civil servants at the level of political appointments should buy made in Nigerian cars. If they are not doing it, why are they closing the border? Because the idea of the border closure is to make sure that we buy rice that is made in Nigeria. So we can eat rice made in Nigeria, but you cannot buy drive cars made in Nigeria. It shouldn't be. Long conversation to have there. Thank you very much <laughs> for uh, uh, going to keep having this conversation. I mean, it's the National Assembly is always in the news, sometimes for good, but most times for quite controversial topics. And uh, hopefully we start hearing more good from them. We'll take a break now and be right back. Please don't go away. <laughs>